welcome to Jackson Cloud. I'm Seth Rogen. <laughs> and I have nobody that I look like. What do you look well, like? Wait, 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 I got one. I'm Chum Lee. Can I be Avril Lavigne? You can't just choose who you look like. Chum Lee. Can I spell that right? Mm. When you had the goatee. All right, I'll allow it enough. Oh, there, no, there's, there's Casey. All right, Olivia, who are you? Avril Lavigne? Like the reporter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, Avril Lavigne, like, skater boy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. April O'Neil, sorry, I confused the two. You have no idea how disappointed I am in you right now. <laughs> I know who Avril Lavigne is. She was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. Wasn't good enough for her. Um, do you see it, Casey? I guess I can see a little bit. I mean, if it was blonde, fully blonde, maybe. Close enough. Do 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 this. <laughs> I don't know what kind of gang sign that is. It's a llama. Why is she doing a llama? I have no idea. Okay. Well, welcome to the Jackson Cloud. Um, we are moving through Revelation. Sorry, I, I I I've been called Seth Rogen twice in the last two weeks. So once I put material in my hair that makes it luscious. Wait, you did that on purpose? I mean, I slept on it after putting it on. But apparently once the hair goes up, the Seth Rogen comments come out. I don't know what that's all about. But It's just because you look like you're high and it looks like you haven't showered in a while. Is that None of Seth those Rogen were compliments. <laughs> okay. No, well, that's, that's how you pull off the, the Seth Rogen look. Okay, well... <laughs> Uh, Seth Rogen is the aliens guy, right? No. What? No? Well, he's in the movie Paul, which is about aliens. <laughs> we are so off topic right now. <laughs> what do you mean he's the aliens guy? The meme? Yeah. yeah. No. Oh, an actual, like, history professor or something. It was on the actual history channel. Actual history wasn't a, professor. I'm, it, his qualifications are null and void. But anyway. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> qualifications on the history <laughs> channel are null and void. What's not Not everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're only there because they couldn't get a real history job unless they like doing tv episodes part of me says let's just end the episode now and air it <laughs> the other part of me says let's talk about philly hmm, that's Ooh, fair philly yeah. cheesesteaks i am totally okay with philadelphia in fact i want to hear it in greek if that sounds like something else philadelphia let's hear it philadelphia Oh, that was unexciting. Okay. <laughs> We're going through the letters to the churches. You remember in our previous letter to Thyatira, no, Sar Sardis? In Sardis, they lived up on like this hill. And Jesus was like, I'll come like a thief, which would have hit them really hard because they had someone break into their place like a thief. So like... Their, their city was impenetrable. You could never get in. And then someone scaled the mountain and did it. So that kind of hit home. When Jesus was like, I'll come like a thief, they would be like, oh yeah, I remember that. That was our last episode. The next few churches get that same thing. And people still do this today. Remember we talked about that? How like if you come to Jackson and the pastor's like, I was doing research on your town to figure out what kind of word to give to you. You and have a prison. prison. So you are all in bondage or something like that. <coughs> uh, so Philadelphia and in our next episode, Laodicea are going to get the same kind of like something very poignant to their situation. 
So the angel of the church in Philadelphia. Does that sound right? No. Right. The words of the Holy One, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who will say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you, because you have kept my word about uh, kept my word about patient endurance. I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall I go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven and my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So starts off as it always does. As Casey says, hi. But then some descriptive statement about Jesus, followed by a letter specifically to the church, followed by a, a, a blessing if they follow through and stay faithful to Jesus. So with that being said, is there anything that really stood out to you in this one before we dive into it? Why would you want to be a pillar? Like the rock band? Yep. Christian rock band. You you don't know who Pillar is, do you? Nope. But not that, but like when it says they will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Okay, so first off, you can't just look at the whole paragraph and point out the one thing I underlined as though you're trying to <laughs> say that you picked up on something. Well, no, it's it's just... See, for me, being a pillar reminds me of, like, isn't it the story of Atlas holding the world on his back? Hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't sound like a good existence. Well, I'm sure there's meaning behind that or something. Well, I know. There is, but it's still, like, becoming a pillar does not sound like a good time. <laughs> like, I don't see how that's the reward. I would say it's a good time if you live in Philly, ancient Philly... <laughs> <laughs> what does Pennsylvania have to do with any of this? Ancient Philly. Okay, so like I mentioned, in our last church, Sardis, I will come like a thief. Hit your brain because someone once came like a thief upon their city. Mm-hmm. In Philadelphia, they would have been uh, hit by the idea of I'll make you a pillar because they were quite used to earthquakes. Dun, dun, dun. Mind blown. Whoa. Nope. Historical geographical information just blew our minds. That's still, that means I wouldn't want to be a pillar even more so. Not if you were a really stable pillar of Jesus. But pillars and earthquakes do not mix. Like, pillars break under earthquakes. Right, but... It's the analogy. So that just means that not only are you holding a heavy weight, okay. what but your you bottom say? is shaking to, to an ancient, this whole time. To an ancient world, what preferable analogy would you use? I will make you like a sheep in the pasture. Sipping on mojitos on the beach. So that when the earth is shooken, you fall to your death. Like, what do you, no, want? What I do mean, you want from me? 
I mean, that, that sounds painful. I don't know, it's just... To me, it's hard to relate to that. You're not an ancient person stuck in ancient Philly. But you asked me how I would relate to earthquakes. that. earthquakes. <laughs> Olivia, you want to speak mm-hmm. into this? Um, I've never experienced an earthquake. Yes, you have. You've lived in Michigan. Yeah. That's not an earthquake. Our earthquakes are, like, tiny. And but they happen, so you don't experience it as well. Okay, That's I've never experienced like a real earthquake, and I don't really know the significance of a pillar in an earthquake. Well, okay, so yeah. Like, what, does it wobble a little bit? Does it fall down? <laughs> Is it wiggly, wobbly, timey-wimey? Like, like Casey said, sure, when an earthquake happens, things are... But the idea that Jesus is using here is like, I will make you a strong object so that when the earthquake comes and everything is shooken, you will survive. But wouldn't it be better to actually have some... Stop trying to find perfect analogies and just accept the one that Jesus used. (laughs) Yeah, Casey, do you think you're more perfect than Jesus? Yeah, Casey. Let's pray right now. Did you just (laughs) llama her? What does that even mean? What does the llama hand mean? Okay. Happy llama, sad llama, mentally confused llama, super llama, drama llama, big fat mama llama, riding on a camel llama. What was that? It was very 2000s. I don't like any of it. I remember those. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to talk now about the thing that we're here to talk about. And y'all's are going to listen. But, like, I will say this. When you were reading it, mm. I, uh, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of, like, punch in the face that Philadelphia had to change. Yeah, compared to some of the other letters that were like, hey, get it together or I'll take your lampstand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, it seems like they're already suffering quite a bit, right? I mean, the synagogue of Satan is there. <laughs> yeah, uh, which was used in a letter to another church. I think it was a I thought so. second church. Uh, and essentially, what we're able to take away from that is that Probably the Jews of the time were persecuting these new Christians, right? Uh, think of Paul. Paul's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. He was a Jew persecuting the Christians before mm-hmm. Jesus revealed himself to him, and then he got saved. So uh, other people would have been behaving like Paul at the time, especially because the Christians, they don't even seem necessarily like, uh, they don't seem otherly to you, to the Jews. They would have seemed like a cult of themselves, right? Which makes it more personal to, to an extent. Um, Wait, did you just use the word cult in a positive light? No. no. Oh, okay. Christianity would have appeared to some of the Jewish people at the time as like a cult of their religion, right? Okay. Because it, it has all the Old Testament, but then it breaks off into a, another direction. So for people like Paul, who really didn't want that kind of thing taken off until they realized that, oh, this is actually, my God is Jesus... Uh, until he caught on to that, uh, he was going after them. Synagogue of Satan is more or less Jesus kind of recognizing that there were others doing the same thing. So they're already persecuted, but then Jesus is kind of calling them and, and telling them, you know, like those people who are persecuting, they're going to come and bow down before you. They will learn that I have loved you because uh, you kept my word with patient endurance. Uh, and that when the whole hour of trial comes on the world um, to try those who dwell on the earth... Who's going to be left standing? The pillar of Philadelphia. The pillar. <laughs> Still doesn't 
make me click to me. Actually, it kind of does. It kind of does, Casey. Because there are other verses in the Bible talking about, like, everything being shaken. And, 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 and... You don't have anything more, do you? I do. I gotta find the passage. But... <laughs> Go ahead while I look for it. The other thing that I noticed in that passage was them, like, they were becoming the New Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean, the New Jerusalem? Where did it say that? Well, you took it away, so I can't show you. New Jerusalem. Right, 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 right. Never shall I go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the New Jerusalem, which comes down from God out of heaven in my own new name. So, at the end of Revelation, John is now calling forward to the end of his book, where... The real Jerusalem that, like, our earthly Jerusalem is based off of, if you will. The real Jerusalem of heaven descends out of the sky and lands on the earth. This is this is where heaven meets earth, if you will, like a sloppy wet kiss. And are united into to one. Jamin literally cannot say the heaven meets the earth. My favorite worship song of all time. Team song. sloppy wet kiss. Unforeseen kiss. No. It's not unforeseen. It's in Revelation. Think about it. <laughs> I'm with him on that one. Sloppy wet. <laughs> yeah, sloppy wet. Okay, so it comes out of heaven. The two... And then they become this one unit where heaven and earth are one. And, and the new Jerusalem, replacing the old Jerusalem, comes out. And then these people of Philadelphia and all these other churches and all these other Christians who have conquered, even though conquering in Revelation often means dying, <laughs> uh, but they've conquered, they have conquered the dragon. How did Jesus conquer the dragon? By dying. Exactly. So just as Jesus conquered, so we conquer. Whatever persecution comes our way from synagogue of Satan, from the powers of this world, from A, B, C, D, all the way to the end, whatever that last letter is, <laughs> what, whatever the case, you know, you conquer, you go to the New Jerusalem, things like that. So, what was the question? <laughs> New, New Jerusalem. New Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But back to the pillar, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about uh, things being shaken, right? Right? In Hebrews 12, 27, um, it says, uh, 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 let's look more at the chapter. Hebrews 12, 25, we'll start there. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on the earth, how much less will we live if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? So listen to Jesus when he speaks. Actually, it good, fits very well with this Jerusalem letter, right? Jesus warning them from heaven, if you will. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised once more I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things. So what cannot be shaken may remain. So, back to the pillar analogy. So wait, not only is the whole world going to be shaking, but the heaven's going to be shaking too? Yeah, Jesus actually prophesied that in the Gospels. Uh, The way that it sounds, though, is Jesus said, like... But if God's shaking it, how can a pillar withstand it? Well... This was the okay. So when we talk about new heavens and new earth, which we've done a lot about here before, 
a lot of people think left behind cover, <coughs> the world explodes and then is put back together. For me, it's always that been. Sounds fun. It's for me, the way that the Bible talks about resurrection, resurrection. <laughs> the way that the Bible talks about resurrection is Jesus coming in and ah, you know, and like anything, <laughs> anything that stays after he shook the whole what was thing. Was it like good? Ah! Anything that's still there when he's done shaking it, like that stuff has been tested. It's real. It's true. It's it's positive. It's supposed to carry on into the resurrection world. And all this other stuff that's crumbled to the ground is just like, okay, let's get rid of that. So being called a pillar is actually, ah, in that sense, like, hey, you survived. Hey, you were the real pillar. Sure, that one over there fell because that wasn't legit. But this one, this one was. So when I think of new creation, I often think of like this building in that way. Like when Jesus comes back and shakes, will little 1208 Greenwood still be located at 1208 Greenwood? <laughs> because it was a pillar and it withstood it. Probably not. I don't know. Where <laughs> I was going to say our, our building's not in great condition. Well, I but the people say, are the church. <laughs> if he doesn't come back soon, this building isn't going to last that long. Um, but yeah, but yeah, yeah, you get it. Like, you know, everything's shaking. What goes on? I mean, at this point, our walls are sinking anyway. So sure, but you shake it. Did you it, say sinking? Don't yes. worry about it. You can see it visibly outside. Jesus comes and and shakes it, and you know, uh, what are some of the things that that are gonna fall over and crumble? The walls. <laughs> things like death, <laughs> Satan. You know, sin. Sin, demons, the thorns. Uh, childbearing <laughs> or at least the pain and childbearing <laughs> uh, uh, you, you know like the way that Eden is pictured and then sin enters the world and everything gets messed up right and sin has so infected everything that in the Hebrews minds like even thorns on a flower those aren't supposed to be there you know it's not supposed to be as hard to till the earth as it is giving birth isn't supposed to be as hard as it is so all these things broken away shook free and now it lives as it should uh, but it's a especially poignant word again to give to Philadelphia because they were used to uh, um, notorious earthquakes in their direction I'm going to quote from N.T. Wright this is said by a lot of different people but he's the most concise about it so I'm just going to use him uh, he talks about how uh, Philadelphia suffered one of the worst earthquakes 50 or more years before this book, Revelation, was written. Much of the city had been destroyed and had to be rebuilt with a grant from the emperor in the great city of that day. A fine public buildings would be particularly dangerous in such a crisis. Small, poor family homes might escape the worst of the damage, but imagine those splendid works of ancient architecture, civic structures, and not least temples, of which ancient cities had plenty. Imagine a tall pillar shaking, cracking, and then buckling as Huge marble pediment came crashing down. Not a good place to be. I see you raising your hands as though you're making your point through N.T. Wright. Shut up, Casey. Now imagine the effect in a city like Philadelphia that knew plenty about earthquakes and collapsed temples and <coughs> promising the church there that those who had conquered would be made pillars in the temple of God. Not just pillars... 
But pillars in divine space, okay? No stone, no marble will be involved. This, as in the writings of Paul and Peter, is a temple made of living human, human, human beings with Jesus himself as the foundation. The imagery was used from the earliest days of Christian faith. The first Christians, partly because of Jesus and partly because of the gift of the Spirit, regard themselves as the true temple, the place where the living God had made his home. Sometimes the Jerusalem leaders themselves had been called pillars. Galatians 2 9. Hmm. 2.9. Uh, James and Cephas and John, who seem to be pillars. Hmm, Casey. Interesting. That metaphor depends for uh, that 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 metaphor depends for its force on the idea of the church as the new temple. See? Christians are pillars holding up the new temple. We are divine space. And we are concrete. So that when Jesus comes and goes, Ah! We're still standing when it's over. I think I've made my point. <laughs> but he made my point for me. Yeah, sure. I get it. But you also get my point. I do. Okay. Stop being smug about it. Okay? All right. Anything else we need to talk about before we wrap up ancient Philly? See, every time you say Philly like that, I want a Philly cheesesteak. Every time. Casey's hungry. I have prosciutto. You want some prosciutto? It's a prosciutto mozzarella roll. It looks like sushi, but it's not. Is that yes? <laughs> Maybe. I'm interested. <laughs> and with that... Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe down below. And see if you can beat me to the first like or first first comment on this video. Yeah. Or join us on the Discord. Or that. You lost the first comment like three times last week. Which is very intriguing since we only put out two videos last week. Think about it. I'm